Disclaimer, while we are both licensed mental health professionals in the state of Georgia, anything stated in today's show is not intended to be used as a therapeutic intervention or clinical recommendation. We are not providing therapy during our show. Rather, we're bringing the insight and experience of our professional lives to dig deep into topics that impact women across the board. If you are in need of a professional therapist, please seek one out in your community. If you're experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or go to your closest emergency room. Talk Straight, a podcast by real women for real women who are looking for real change. Let's get comfy and get honest about what our lives really look like and what it takes to really live them to their fullest. No filters, no bullshit, no shame, just real honest talk from real everyday women. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Sit Crooked Talk Straight, a safe space where we come together as women to talk about all the things and really just get honest. Um, The sit crooked is the get comfy. So if that means curling up on your couch, grabbing a cup of coffee or tea or whatever that means, but get comfy, sit crooked, however you come is, is how we receive you and talk straight and honest perspective. Leanne and I, there won't be a lot of um, edits to a lot of our shows where we just sound flawless and perfect because we believe in showing up in our most authentic selves. And that's, you know, fuddling, befuddling, (laughs) right now, what is the word? Um, Fumbling, fumbling, fumbling through our words. words. (laughs) Because our guess is, is that you appreciate when people show up as their most authentic selves, because it gives all of us permission to do the same. And so today we're going to leap into a topic that could go in a lot of different directions. And like usual, we have not um, set a a hard outline for what we're going to talk about other than high level topic, healthy work environments. Healthy work boundaries. Boundaries. What is that balanced living that everybody keeps on talking about? What integrated living? What is a balanced life anyway? Do you know? It is. I mean, it's a constant. It's. I think it's a constant awareness, right? Of Mm -hmm. of being off boundary or like off off balance with certain things, and sometimes we don't notice it until it's like too. I don't want to say too late, but a lot of times it is like whoa, like we're. I thought I was doing all right, chugging along. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, you fall on your face. Oh, just kidding. Oh, (laughs) I'm teasing Leanne because she had a little spill with her pup. I know. Um, I was going to say that is, that was good. That was a good one. Wasn't that funny? That was funny. Um, Your face before you know it. And then your, the whole half of your face is scratched up. (laughs) But makeup is so powerful, y'all, um, in covering up some of that. But let's let's break that down for a little bit or, you know, yeah. just for a second. We are so good at, sorry, we're going to use your, oh, your fall. We're going to use your okay. fall. Um, it. <laughs> so Leanne fell while taking her dog, Stanley, who's a female. <laughs> She's almost spit out her water. She was taking a drink and then she almost spit out her water. Um, Stanley on a walk. And I don't know all the details, but I do know that I can see on Leanne's cheekbone and by her eye. She's actually done a fantastic job of covering it up. Um, but she's got an owie. She's got a boo-boo and she is resilient AF, this woman. (laughs) And that's in talking about like real life slips and falls and the metaphorical ones and the, the figurative ones. And the, and you mentioned like, so often we, we think we're doing okay. And I love to use the analogy that they use in recovery, where once you become a pickle, you can not go back to being a cucumber. And I think about the the pickling process. And so often we're just kind of like moving along, right? Like one foot after the other one step comes next, like whatever's, whatever's in front of us, we're just moving along, but we're like, we're in, we're getting pickled and we don't realize it. 
we don't realize it until we like look back and we're like, oh shoot, I'm not a cucumber anymore. Right. Right. Well, and I'm thinking too, you know, we shoot, I just lost my train of thought, but <laughs> it'll come back. It will come back. It will come back. Um, oh, we're on autopilot, right? Yes. We're on like, we're on, so we're just on autopilot doing the next thing, doing the next thing, doing the next thing. And then it's like, you know, have you heard ever anybody say like, holy crap, where did time go? Right. I know I've said it always. Um, so being able to like take yourself off of autopilot. And it's so funny because I, I had my spill because I was on autopilot. I was not paying attention. I was not mm. in the moment, just like walking my dog as I usually am. And it just was that perfect moment where it was just, you know, there was a, there was a, a gap in the sidewalk and all, you know, whatever it happens. Right. So something will grab our attention mm. if, when we're on autopilot, when we're just doing the next right thing, when we're, and then when we become aware of, oh my, you know, like, this is not how I want to spend my time. This mm-hmm. is not how I want to choose to spend my time. That's when it's like, is that when we become pickles? <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, the cool thing about the analogy for recovery is it's different in, in so many ways where in, in, in the addiction world, once you cross that line, the, the belief is that you don't go back to being a cucumber, right? Like once you cross the line of addiction and that's not what this podcast is about today, but, um, once you cross that line and you become an addict or you become, you know, uh, an alcoholic or there's a diagnosis or whatever, that there's no turning back, meaning that you can't just use recreationally and then you can't. But what's cool about the analogy being used in this framework is that we can pivot anytime we want. We can pivot. We can look back and be like, oh, damn, I just crossed the line like a hundred yards ago. But like I can turn around and I can go a different direction if I want to at any moment. And like that's the beauty with I think the high level what we're talking about today with healthy work environments and healthy work boundaries, life work balance, all of doesn't matter what words you use. But the, the spirit of it is to find that balance where you are living your truth, you are living in alignment and living your best life in all the different areas that you live life, right? So personal, professional, children, spouses, social, like whatever, whatever category, whatever hat that you put on, that you have some sense of balance. And I think you said it best of like, it's a constant, there's, there's not a finish line of like, all right, we achieved balance. We're good. (laughs) I wish, I wish that there was, do I wish maybe I do wish, maybe I don't wish because there's something beautiful about being able to recalibrate and the fact that life is always coming at us and that things are always changing and we are always changing. Yeah. Um, There's always growth. There's always expansion. There's always, there, there are always opportunities, people like Mm. always opportunities that will allow us that, that growth and expansion and the recalibration. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes it doesn't, it's not as pretty as we want it to be. Right. Sometimes it is a spill on the sidewalk in front of many people. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes it is the choice that we make when, you know, we, we recognize like, hold on a minute, I'm exhausted or I'm giving so much of myself. I am not taking care of me or, mm-hmm. you know, like all mm-hmm. the different boundaries. And, and I think it's important for us to go into boundaries too. Mm-hmm. And we are going to have a specialist on toxic work environments, right. And, mm-hmm. uh, later. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited to, to have Rebecca Blayton Simmons on to be able to talk about that aspect of it, because this plays right into what we're talking about too. You know, she's going to talk about how, um, we recognize we're in a toxic work environment, but we recognize re- what we're going to be talking about today is our part, right? Our part in creating um, the healthy lifestyle that we want, the balanced mm-hmm. lifestyle that we want with like really great. I want, I keep on saying healthy boundaries. I feel like there's a better word for that. Um, the, the expectations we, we teach people how to treat us. Mm-hmm. Every day, all day, we again using recovery like language, um, we cosign people's behaviors. So, like yeah. if you if you always borrow money from me and never pay me back, and I just keep giving it to you, guess what? That's on me. Right. <laughs> right? Like, I am teaching you. I have taught you that you can borrow money and and never pay me back. Um, that thank goodness is not one of my things that I work on. Um, (laughs) but I, but lots of different categories in how we teach people how to treat us. Um, if somebody always calls us, 
um, at 10 o'clock at night and has a crisis and we always answer, we basically are telling them it's totally cool to call me when it's my bedtime. Yeah. And so if you're thinking to yourself like, man, I really wish they would stop. or I really wish they wouldn't cross this boundary of mine. You've got to look at what are you doing? Like, what is your part? Because you have a part, you play a role. Right. Um, I'm on a website. It's actually, I just pulled up. I just Googled, isn't the internet fabulous? I just Googled healthy work environments and it was, it's called criminalwatchdog.com. And I'll put the link in the show notes, um, but it's really actually quite helpful. And it starts to talk about what boundaries are. And so do you have any examples, Leanne, of boundaries or either like the ones that are like not boundaries where people think they're boundaries where, right? Like you can't do this to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you tell somebody like, this is my limit and, and you can't, you can no longer. So I'm trying to think of one. It's just like, you can't talk to me that way. You can't talk to me that way. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we keep on allowing yeah. it to happen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just thought of one with my kids. Uh Oh, <laughs> uh Oh, truth. Here we go. <laughs> right. Where I'm just like, um, you know, if you don't pick up your room, you're not going to be able to watch the show that you want to watch. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, after all of the uh, fighting and the pulling and the arguing and this and that, it's like, if they get halfway done and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what did I just teach them? Um, that's what came up. But again, it's like, so that's my fault for not holding that boundary. But on the other side of it too, it's like, you can't do this to me. When we say, you know what, you can't talk to me this way. We can't control that person. We cannot, you know, I have tried, I have tried to control so many people. I have tried to control my husband so many times. Right. And it is all with, um, where, where that leads is anger, resentment, frustration, uh, because I can't, we cannot control another person. So it's, what am I going to do Mm-hmm. when this happens or if this happens. Right. I had one specifically with my mom. This is another really quick one with my mom and my husband. And this was probably one of the biggest ones for me because it went against my people pleasing. It went against me wanting to, you know, be there for my mom and like love her. I very, uh, yeah, just have this relationship where it's like, mom, it's going to be okay. Right. So I'm like more of a parent of like, uh, you know, offering her some, what do I want to say? Uh, soothing, Mm -hmm. right. Soothing. Mm -hmm. So, so anyways, you know, they would get into it. My mom would get all upset because my husband's very direct and, and will say yes or no, and has very strong. Mm. Um, but then she takes, she takes that to the next level and is like, you know, he didn't do this. He doesn't like me, blah, 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 blah. blah. So I, and then he comes to me and your mom's being good. So I'm in the middle Mm. and I used to get so like worked up when my mom was coming. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to be in the middle of this. Um, and then I finally told both of them, listen, when you come to me, so I sat down with my husband. I'm like, when you come to me and you tell me something about my mom that you don't like, I am going to direct you to her. Hmm. Right. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Of course. Of course. <laughs> what? I don't do that. I don't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, so that was one where I was just like, he was a lot easier for me to just be like, this is what it's going to happen. Right. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to take the kids and I'm going to leave and we're going to do something fun and you guys can hash it out. When mm. you guys do, we'll come back. Uh, and he was like, all right, all right. He just sort of laughed. And then with my mom, it was so much harder because mm. she didn't understand. Right. She was like, what do you mean? And she didn't feel supported. So I changed, I changed a dynamic, you know, mm. I was driving her home from the airport. We were stuck in the car together. I'm like, this is the time. This is the opportunity. And when I told her, she started crying and it was so hard for me to just sit there and let her have her feelings mm-hmm. and just let her be and just stick to my boundary of, I'm not going to do this anymore. And this is what I'm going to do when you guys start doing this, if you guys start doing this and you know, it has changed. I mean, it'll start coming up a little bit here and there. Right. And I just remember, I remind them, no, go, go mm-hmm. talk to him, go mm-hmm. talk to her. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the boundary I've tried before to be the middleman and to say, you know, you really should talk to him and you really should talk to her. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to be that person. Yeah. So that people pleaser was not a good boundary. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. The, the, um, the way that boundaries are defined on this particular website is that first a boundary is a limit defining you in relationship to someone or to something. So it's limitation, right? So you're kind of like a fence. If you think about like a legitimate, like yard boundary, like you set up a fence and this is what defines my yard from your yard. Second boundaries can be um, physical and tangible or emotional and tangible. Wait, Boundaries can be physical and tangible or emotional and intangible. So physical and tangible offense, physical, like you can see it. Don't come in my yard. Get off my yard. I always tease my husband when he's like, when kids are, get these kids off my lawn. I mean, not really, but it's funny um, to think about like a fence in a yard and like, this is what keeps us separate, right? Right. Emotional and intangible is what you just described with your mom. It was a hard conversation. There was a lot of emotion. You're not going to be able to touch that or pick it up or point to it, but you felt it. And in most scenarios, the boundaries you'll set will fall into the emotional and intangible category because of the sheer nature of our relationships with um, ourselves and with others. So another example of a boundary um, that I like to use, again, man, I just keep referring to all the recovery world things, Uh Um, but it is um, the scenario where someone calls me intoxicated. And they call me on the phone and I keep saying, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep calling me drunk. You can't do this. And they're on the other end being like, yeah, I can. I can pick up my phone anytime I want to and call you. You can't stop me from, right? And so I had to shift away from you can't do this to if, when this happens, I am going to do X, Y, or Z. I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm going to um, not pick up the phone. If you call after a certain hour, I'm just going to know that you're probably intoxicated and nothing good comes from this conversation. So I'm not going to pick up the phone after 10 PM or whatever. Right. Um, so it's really taking back power, taking um, back the, the narrative instead of it being so much of like, well, I told them they couldn't do it, but they keep crossing over my boundary. Mm-hmm. Well, no, what are you doing in response and how this relates to work is so often, and Leanne and I have a, a probably a, a certain slant on our perspectives because we both are in the helping industry. We both um, really grew up in treatment facilities and there, there were a lot of expectations going into that type of work where boundaries were not going to be certain boundaries just were not going to be honored and right. that was communicated upfront. Right. Like if there's an emergency or if you are on call, I am going to call you at 2 a.m. So there were certain expectations, but I think there are some general themes of unhealthy work environments that really keep us stuck. And and what it boils down to is, again, for ourselves is what are we worth? Yeah. What is what is important to us and what is it worth for us to be able to say no? Right. I'm not going to respond to work email after 5 p.m especially if you're in an environment where everyone answers work email after 5 oh PM, gosh, yeah. then what do you do? So yeah, so that that's hopefully we've given a couple examples around what boundaries are, what they are not. And, and acknowledge that like, it's hard, right. it's hard, it's hard to set boundaries. And, and if it were easy, everyone would do it. <laughs> well, I mean, let's get into that. of just like, why is it so hard? And let's, you know, focusing in on like the professional aspect of it. Right. <laughs> I, and oh my gosh, keeping your own boundaries to yourself. Yeah. Like seriously, when I talk, when I was t- just talking to you before we started of just, you know, how I had to cancel some, some sessions. And I was just like, I don't do that. Mm. I don't do that. I don't do that. And like, but, but taking care of myself was like, hello, you need some self-care. Right. And, and yeah. so being able to, to recognize, because I had, this was, yeah, I was sick over the weekend too. So it was like, that was, it was just like compounded. So it's like, how do we take care of ourselves when we're sick? When we're own, where we are our own bosses. Mm-hmm. Right. And knowing that, you know, we have certain standards that we like to keep ourselves at and how we, you know, feel about breaking sometimes to people when we need to take care of ourselves. So that's like a whole nother, I feel like we can I know that could spin off aspects, right? <laughs> it's just yeah. Like when you're your own boss yeah. and, but, but that plays into, I think what I want to say too, is that plays into 
um, you know, when you are working with, you know, in a corporate environment or, you know, you have an employer of what plays into your identity within that job, right? Because we hinge so much of our identity on the job, Mm. um, on our title, on, you know, our perfectionism, on our, you know, I give it my all and it's, it's encouraged. Oh in a yeah. Lot of places. Oh my gosh. Employers being, I mean, and you probably experience this too, being a former employer and a hiring manager and somebody who has to balance all the different things, the, the star employee, the one who will give everything and then some, the expectation will just, will only be like, you're a giver. And I, that was probably one of the, the parts in being both CEO and executive director that was like the, the most internal conflict for me, having to balance out the facilities needs with what I knew my employees or what I knew the staff needed and actually like going against, I would, I would actually sit in meetings that sometimes, and I would take off, I would like pretend to take off my, my boss hat and I would look at people and I I actually have a a really good example of one where, um, there was a young clinician. She is a go-getter. She is, um, she's still in the field out there working and she's incredible. She's incredible. But I would have to pause her in the middle of meetings and be like, stop saying yes. Stop, stop <laughs> volunteering. And so um, on one hand, the the boss in me was like, heck yeah, volunteer some more. Like I need, we need people to like take care of this stuff. Like we need, right. I need bodies. I need people to say yes. And then the other part of me, the stronger part of me that was having trouble with it was cut it out. Mm-hmm. Stop that. Stop. You do not have to say yes to everything. And so like, how do you manage that internal conflict when you're the boss? Like, pfft. I quit. That's how I managed it. <laughs> I was like, deuces, y'all figure this out yourselves. Um, I can't take care of the facility and all of you people. Um, but, but it, it, it was this, you could see the people pleasing coming from her. You could see the desire. She wanted to say yes to all the things. Right. And it was like, stop that. Yeah. Cut it out. You don't have to say yes to everything. Right. Well, and that makes me think of too, of just like when we are like determined and a go-getter and like, these are all really positive, honestly, when you look at the, on the spectrum, right. These are really great things, um, to like, cause you're inspired. You're well, I guess it, it determ- it's, uh, determined by where you come from, right. Is it coming mm. from an authentic place or is it coming from a conditioned place? Ooh, that's right? a good differentiation. Let's talk about oh that. Yeah. Well, from an authentic place, it's like, I'm really inspired. I'm really, um, this is in complete alignment with my values and where I want to go. And it's well thought out as well as, so it's not just all mental of just like, it's well-planned and all this stuff. It's like, I get really excited about these things. And I know that I am able to give at this point and I'm able to do these things and it's going to lead me in a certain direction um, versus no, I'm obligated to do these things. And I want to please everybody, right. That's more the condition self. I want to please everybody. I want them to see me. I want them to see that I'm a go-getter, right. It's, it's not from inspiration. It's out of obligation. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's where we get caught up in a lot of times. And when we get into that pattern within work environment, um, where they see us like going to get, I remember somebody telling me actually, they're like, no, you're not taking another group. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. this is, yeah. Very like long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like at first I was so pissed. And then I stepped back and I was like, hold on. He's actually trying to take care of me. Like, right. let's, let's be real because I kept on taking more and more on. Um, and that was from an obligation. That was from, I think that I need to do this to show my worth, to show prove myself. I need to prove myself. Hey, I am worthy. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Where, um, that's actually a shift that, you know, I encourage everyone to, to try to make, but just like your worth doesn't come from external. It's all internal. Mm. Um, that's, that's a whole journey in itself though. But that's when we talk about the, the, you know, healthy, balanced work environment, having healthy boundaries within work environments, it can be very, um, challenging, right? It can be very challenging because it bumps up against all of the conditioning, all that I have to prove myself. I want to show my worth. I want to be a team player. I want to do all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And just putting others before you or 
I don't even necessarily want to say others, but just, just knowing that it's coming from, from an insecurity Mm. or or like being able to identify, is this an insecurity? Do I feel like I need to do this to prove myself or Mm. is it something that I truly want to do? And that leads into the conversation of, will you be able to tell the difference if you are not taking care of yourself? So, so many people, so many conversations. Um, it's, it's just like the serenity prayer, right? Like help me know the difference. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and dear God, the wisdom to know the difference. And that last line of, I add the dear God part, but the the last line of, and the wisdom to know the difference is when we are not aligned and we are not taking care of ourselves, we get confused. We get a little off um, kilter and begin to to think that it's coming from a place of like, no, I love this stuff. I, this, I want to be all this stuff or I want to be able to provide, or I'm, it makes my heart go pitter patter, but really what it is. And that's again, what we talked about in the very beginning of this episode is, can we recognize when we've crossed the line and look back and be like, Oh, okay. It's time to pivot. Okay. It's time to recalibrate, readjust, um, do something different. And that's, hard also in the work environment, because once you've established, um, a certain reputation, um, a certain, uh, the, the woman that I was referencing before, she was the go-to. I mean, she was, when something was needing to be done, when there was a gap in anything, it was ask her. And, and, and there was, I, I always wanted to highlight it was because she was trusted and she was such a valuable team member, but what it actually translated into was, we're going to just continue to pile on mm. top of you. And that was not okay. Um, yeah. And really backing away from that and, and realizing that I couldn't change that. The system is much bigger than I was. And so I, I had to set some of my own boundaries of I'm not going to participate in this, in this way. I'm not going to ask her to do another thing. Um, I'm just not, it's just not going to get done or somebody's going to pony up the money and we're going to hire somebody else to do it. Right. Yeah. So instead well, too. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? Like really taking that stand? Because that's what we're telling everybody here to do is like, well, you own your own stuff. You take the stand, yeah. right? You yeah. establish, you have to establish your boundaries yeah. and the boundaries for it. And again, if you are owner of a business or, um, you know, work within a company, what does that look like if you have employees under you and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that was a big step for you. And, and I want to recognize that is that mm-hmm. when we actually say, you know what? No, I can't do that. That's a huge oh step or not that I can't do that. I won't do that. I won't. When we say no, when we start saying no to everyone else, what we're doing is we're starting to say yes to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that is one of the most pivotal points in any one of our journeys to, to be able to look at the rest of the world and say, I'm going to treat myself like I matter. Mm. I am, I'm going to, to maneuver and move about this situation as though I matter too, because I, for so long focused on everything else matters. And it, and it, in some ways it does like working in the healthcare industry and, and working in you know, sometimes acute crisis care, we, like there was just, again, like I said, an understanding of there were certain things that would be expected. It's kind of like if you're an ER nurse, right? Like you just know that you're not going to, you're not going to say no to a whole lot uh, that comes in the door, right? Like, but I would even challenge that to say, like, I think a lot of our environments become quite abusive of the people who work in those environments because they've been trained to just continue to say yes, right. no matter what. And so then they find themselves in these horrific work conditions, burned out, not providing good care for themselves or anyone else for that matter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's kind of the theme of our show is to challenge the status quo and to kind of be like, what, what, what the heck are we doing here? Like what pump the brakes? This is not right. working. Um, and, and just challenging our internal. So when I challenged for me, it was, I had to choose my discomfort. I was uncomfortable with the way things were going and what, um, the demands. And I knew I would be uncomfortable standing up mm-hmm. for myself and for my team and saying no more. And it really was a point where I was just like, choose your discomfort, Katie. Like you can't, you can't have, um, a smooth, um, ride through this because what you're experiencing is not of your doing one and two, you don't have any control over 
how people are going to respond to you. And, and that's not your bag to carry. And so I had to put down that bag because it wasn't mine to pick up and it was heavy. Mm. And then I chose my discomfort. Do I want to be uncomfortable in this way or do I want to be uncomfortable in that way? And, and I chose the discomfort of letting potentially, and I'm going to use air quotes, letting people down. Yeah. Because in, in so many different positions I've been in, it's been letting my boss down where it's like, I'm, I'm expected to go in and like find the solution or be the answer or, um, get shit done and to return to somebody who relies on you. And this is, this is for so many of us. Cause I think we're probably talking to probably 70% of people who are gainfully employed by somebody else as their employer and maybe 30% um, runs their own show. I don't know what our demographics are in that, in those categories just yet, but, um, going to the person that like controls whether or not you have a job, (laughs) going to the person who controls whether or not you get a raise, going to the person that, um, is going to potentially give you a ton of grief and say, I understand what your ask is. And I hope that you understand that I'm not able to, to provide what you're asking yeah. for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, I, I had to get straight with, um, my levels of discomfort and what I was willing to, to stay uncomfortable with. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so that was, I mean, that's a, a little snippet of, of my experience, but, but in work environments where there are often not very clear job responsibilities in work environments where there are not clear interpersonal boundaries. Like I said before, I'm not going to answer email after 5 PM, but 87 of my colleagues do. And so what am I supposed to do? Like those are, those are poor interpersonal boundaries. And then environments where there are um, lack of personal boundaries, right? Like we, we just give, 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 and we don't separate work from from our home lives and being able to say no. And, and that kind of falls into, um, that I'm not going to answer emails after five o'clock as well, but we have got to get clear when, if we work in an environment where it is not clear, we have got to get clear about what we are okay with and what we want and then yeah. find answers to it, demand answers because you right. can't, that then that becomes a toxic work environment. Then we're into a whole nother, category of it's not just an unhealthy work environment. There are plenty of those, but it, then it becomes toxic. Yeah. And, and no one should be in a toxic work environment. I don't right. care. I don't care how many kids you have. I don't care how many mouths you have to feed there. Oh. The, the toxicity will eat you at your core and, and it is not worth it. No, no. I have been in one. Probably same, multiple. same, <laughs> same. Um, <laughs> and it does, it wears, it wears us down. And I mean, it, not only physically, but emotionally, right. Spiritually, um, so many, so many different ways. And are you really willing to give that up to, to appease somebody? Right. Um, right. Uh, and I know that there's such a fear factor around oh, it. There's such a fear factor. And that's where it's, you know, like you were saying, Katie, we choose our discomfort, right? Is it more uncomfortable to just stay in a toxic, you know, work environment, or is it more uncomfortable to say, I'm no longer going to do this and take the chance of finding something that suits you better. Right. Well, and therein lies the, 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 the rub. Cause even as I found myself saying like, I don't care how many mouths you have to feed. Like I immediately, as soon as I said it, I was like, who there's a mama or a papa out there that is like, I got six. Who's going to feed yeah. them? Who's going to, yeah. who, or even if you just got one, who's going to do that? Yep. The belief that I carry and the work that I do with people is a, a really around the self-limiting beliefs and the, the restrictions that we place on ourselves. In some ways we're really good at boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. The limitations <laughs> that we place on ourselves and in other ways yeah. we're not. Um, it's funny in, in some ways but I don't believe that there's just one job out there for people. I don't believe that there's just one good paying job. I don't believe that people are truly stuck, even though I've been there. Mm -hmm. I have stayed at multiple different locations for longer than I'm proud to say, because I felt like I was stuck because my perspective was so clouded and so narrow that I couldn't see all the different options that were all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I just stayed out of fear. And so I know that poverty is a real thing. I know that um, there are challenges in making ends meet. The dollar does not go as far as it used to go, all those things. And I also believe in 
the laws of attraction and I believe in abundance and I believe that we can get out of our own ways um, if we choose to do certain work. And so, yeah, I realized, and I'm open to all the feedback and comments that might come in from that. Cause I realized like, that's, that's a, that was a, um, a pretty powerful and could be seen as callous statement. Um, but I want to go back to why it's important that we are in healthy environments is because you matter, right? You, your mental health matters, your emotional health matters, your ability to get up in the morning matters, your ability to show up for that family that you're trying to feed matters. You matter. It's not just about the check. It's not just about the income or the salary. You matter. Hi, friends. If traditional therapy has left you wanting more, please check out my website, releasewithkatie.com. That's release, like letting go, with Katie, spelled K-A-T-I-E, dot com. My name is Katie Myers, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker, life coach, and energy healer. I combine my years of therapeutic skills with my life coach knowledge and my energy healer training to provide you a transformative experience. If that's what you're looking for, again, head over to my website, releasewithkatie.com, email me at releasewithkatie at gmail.com, or give me a call. I can't wait to connect with you and see where your journey takes you. Hello, amazing women. I am Leanne Jameson, the founder of Essentially Zenfall. We work with highly determined, influential, visionary women who feel like they have lost their spark. They might feel stuck and stagnant. These are women who have very big visions, very big dreams, and they need the guidance and the support to make this dream happen. You know, we help them reclaim their spark even bigger and brighter and stronger by giving them the roadmap and the support to embrace their personal power. We create unshakable confidence and you will become something bigger and part of something bigger. You will live your life with intention, clarity, purpose, passion, and inspiration. Let us help you find your way back to yourself and into something so much bigger and so much more expansive into your big life dream and your vision through the Next Level Life Purpose Coaching Program. To hear more about this program, reach out to me. I am easily accessible. I love talking to everybody. You can email me at essentiallyzenful at gmail.com. You can go to my web website at easyliving.space. That's the letter E, the letter Z, and then living.space. I cannot wait to connect with you. Sending so much light and love. And the reality is when we start to put ourselves first Mm -hmm. and we start challenging the environments and we start challenging the status quo, we start to make change. Right. Right. We we both had this inhale of like, yes, that's (laughs) like, that's because that's what it's frankly so much about. Right. Well, and you know, we can be overcome by, but just like being stuck in this victim stance because, um, I know that part of your story was like, it's just too big to change, right? It's just too big to change. And we can all feel like that. I know I have been there. I have felt like it. I'm just like, how am I? I'm just this like little pebble, like in the, <laughs> the bottom of the, the pond or whatever. Um, but yes. And right. I am just one person. And when we unite, when we connect, mm-hmm. when we um, do this together and we take a stand, we're sit- we're taking a stand for ourselves. We're taking a stand for generations to come. Mm-hmm. We're taking a stand for generations that got us here too. Right. Um, so it's so crazy because so many women come to me and they're just like, you know, how do I create confidence? How do I, how mm. do I really, you know, embrace that? Like all my worth. I'm like, this is, this is what we do. We, we take a stand, we take a stand for ourselves. Um, we establish those boundaries, uh, of saying, mm-hmm. no, I do matter. And my mental health matters and my family matters and my you time, know, my, my beliefs, time. my time. Oh. Yes. Yes. Mm. So crazy. You know, I did a training on like the different ways that we can invest in ourselves as women and all the conditioning around that, that when we do say just one 
little, too little word. <laughs> no. It's a full sentence. No, it's a full it sentence. is a full sentence. We are it's like, it's so much bigger than that, right? It's two little word, two little, you know, um, one of us, not words. It's one word. <laughs> one word, two letters. Two letters. It's itty bitty. <laughs> so little, two little letters. So, but that's the thing is that, you know, um, making these quote unquote small, um, behavior changes, small choices, small, it creates such a profound effect Mm -hmm. on our confidence and, um, what we're, what we like identify our worth as. Um, yeah. It also makes me think, and I'm probably just saying the same thing in a slightly different way, but like our boundaries stem from our values and our life's priorities. And so I mentioned this earlier, like we teach people how to treat us. If, if I communicate that my time is not important, if I have no boundaries around my time, if I just give, 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 then who's to blame for people stepping all over my time? Yeah. It's me. Right. It's, it's, it's me. I, I have to take ownership of, and like, and that's one potential call to action for this segment, this episode is to, I'm going to say this with so much love. It might sound a little harsh, but ladies, we set the tone. Mm-hmm. If you don't like something that's going on, you must look inward and see if and how you are contributing. Yes. And, and that's not to, please do not go extreme and say like, if you get abused or something happens to you, that that is your fault. That is not, please don't go to that extreme. But when we're talking about work environments, boundaries, conversations, communication with people that, um, that we work with, that we work for our families all across the board, our personal boundaries communicate to the people around us what is important to us. And if I continue to pick up the phone and answer every call after 5 p.m., I am directly communicating to you and everyone else, my time is not sacred. My time is not my own. I will give yeah. it away to you freely. So I've got to look and and take some ownership. Um, before we hit record, I use the phrase vag up. And um, I don't know how many of you will connect with that, but I connect with it because it's kind of like how this, the phrase of like sack up is, you know, like men, like Mm -hmm. get some balls, get some testicles, which I find is such an interesting, this is a total sidebar. Why, (laughs) why do we encourage people to, to embrace one of the most sensitive parts of the man's body? We should be saying vag up. Because right. vaginas are the most powerful and resilient right. and tough, right? You kick you kick a dude in the in the testicles and he's yeah. out for the count. You birth a 10-pound baby out of your vagina and you're expected to get up and, and go the next day. Right. right? And so anyway, <laughs> I use the phrase vag up. Um, and that's what I'm going to encourage. Um Maybe I'll, we'll have to talk this through a little bit more. Maybe you should have thought this through before I start talking about it even here. But like, instead of saying, get some balls or sack up. Right, grow a set or something like that. Right, grow a set. (laughs) Yes, it's get a uterus. Um, Come on, find your uterus and let's go. Vag up and let's go. (laughs) And and I don't mean that to be, I hope that there's laughter with that and not... um, If there isn't, then maybe we would have people for you. (laughs) That's true. If you, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but if you giggled at that, um, then maybe I am. And, um, and we can laugh about some of the silly things that we say or do to try to, um, find the confidence and the courage to say hard things. Cause that's really coming back. (laughs) If I can, if I can pull it back to what we were talking about, the, the courage it takes to set boundaries and to yes. communicate like what your limits are, what your feelings are, giving yourself permission, all those things. Right. Well, and I even want to go back to, right. Cause when, you know, you sort of backed up and said like, this isn't about like, you know, if you're being abused or anything like that, I'm actually going to relate a little bit of this uh, to an unhealthy, abusive relationship. Yeah. I am. And I'm going there in the most loving way. I have worked with domestic violence. I have seen it in my own house. I have, you know, I have lived it 
Um, so being able to, to recognize the patterns that we get into and stay in because of fear, because of fear of not being able to make it, of what's going to be on the other side. What happens if, what if, what if, what if, what if, and it's all from this limitation in this fear space, right? So we stay for so much longer, so much longer than we need to. Um, and, and it is, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't obstacles in the way, right? I understand, right? The financial difficulties that you have to, to leave, an unhealthy relationship. And I mean that in with, you know, the job too, mm-hmm. like that's a financial fear, just like leaving your, your lover or your partner, your spouse. Um, if it's an unhealthy relationship, there's so much fear around it. Okay. Uh, and, and it's, you know, who do you have around you to support you? First of all, to be able to lead that and to be your cheerleader and to, to remind you of what your worth is when mm-hmm. you can't see it clearly. So being able to have those people around you to connect with um, and to remind you like, hey, it's so much better out here. I remember talking to, actually, it's somebody that is in my coaching program and she is so, I mean, so intelligent. She is so um I don't even, how do I, how do I put it? She, she's, you know, she's just so, yeah, she's just a powerful woman in my, I think we're all powerful, but really looking at, but she's in, in a really unhealthy environment, work environment. And it's interesting because, you know, she talks to some of the people that have gone that have left and took that plunge and, you know, really, um, yeah, they took that plunge and they left the, the, the work, the, the company, and it's a very well-known company too. Um, but, and they were just like, it's so much better out here. It's so much better out here. Like, please, please like make this a priority. I I can't tell you how much better it is. And you hear that and you hear that, but it's just, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think Stockholm syndrome, right? Right. It's this whole experience where we're brainwashed to believe like, well, maybe this is what I, where I'm supposed to be. Maybe this is as good as it's going to get. Well, at least I have this stable job. At least I have this. At least I have that. I remember working at a company that was just like when we weren't getting raises or anything like that looked at us. And I mean, it was a group of us and they were just like, you should feel great. You should be grateful that you have a job because the society out there is not doing good. And I was Mm. like, It's and it's hard to suss out, like it's hard to um separate yourself when you're being inundated, like you said, like it's a little bit of there's some gaslighting going on there and then Stockholm syndrome where we we just believe this alternate universe reality of like it it really like the best. We're I'm just so grateful and oh my gosh, this is the best company to work for. And I mean there's a little yeah, there can be that. And, and and Leanne and I will be the first persons, people, persons, people, <laughs> will be the first persons, people, to encourage you to go into a place of gratitude. Like that's like yeah. that we believe in that. And we call bullshit on yes. the environments that say you should be grateful to have a job when, and I know different times of the economy will look different ways, um, but I, I still believe and, and I said this earlier, I believe in the laws of attraction and of abundance. And even when we can't see it and it doesn't always make sense, I do believe that the universe always has our back. I believe that God is um, cheering us on, loving us, wanting to co-create something really beautiful with us. And, but, but we have to, we have to know our worth. We have to know what our values and our priorities are. We have to find our voice. We have to communicate those things clearly and then we have to stick to them. Mm, I tell families, I do family therapy. Um, I have two families right now that I could write books about and they're, they're just so like every other family where I'm just like, stop setting boundaries that you are going to later ignore. Oh my gosh. That's what I was talking about before with my kiddo. I was just like, oh, I'd be like, you know, these empty threats. And yes. I'm like, I have got to stop this. This is crazy. We've <laughs> got to stop. So it's, it's holding firm and it's setting realistic boundaries. But then that circles back to our worth because I can set, and I can hold on to a boundary that I firm, like I firmly believe in, that I've got both feet firmly planted within that reality. I can hold to that. But if I've got one foot in and one foot out, I'm better off. 
I'm better off waiting until I get clarity um, because it's just it's so damaging to teach people that our word doesn't matter and right. and that we will not follow through. And so anyway, um, come on. Oh, that that goes yeah. right into like keeping commitments to yourself too. But that can be, oh, that can be a topic for another. That will be another topic. <laughs> Stay tuned. That's like the ultimate, well, that's the ultimate form of self-love. Right. If, when you think about it, it's like keeping, a, you know, creating a commitment and then keeping it for yourself. Mm. Um, anyways, yeah, Ooh, yeah. stay tuned y'all. That's good. Um, yeah, we, we do not always value ourselves. We do not always see our worth. We do not always communicate our needs and our wants clearly. And if you are nothing else today, please hear that you can do hard things. You can, mm. you can say the hard words. Um, you can set the tough boundaries. You can say no. Mm-hmm. and it is uncomfortable as the day is long yes. and you still can do it and it gets easier. It's just like, um, I, we talked about joy strengths training and this is like boundary strength training where like you, yes. you set a boundary and it's like a five pound dumbbell and it's like, Oh, this hurt. This is heavy. I can't do it. It's hard to, <laughs> so lifting weights, the more we do, the stronger we get. Right. And so I even had an email that I had to send recently where somebody asked me to do something and I, it was so funny. I just giggled and was like, oh man, that part of me, the people pleaser, the, um, I just want everyone to like me, um, was like right in the background, like tapping on like my shoulder. And I was like, hmm we're not, no, we're not. And it was, I was uncomfortable. So if you're like, Oh man, like, I don't know if I can do it. One, you can, because we can do our things. Um, I promise. What do I like to say? I promise you will not die or catch fire. If you set a boundary or say no, I promise you will not die or catch fire. You might feel like it. You might want to, (laughs) you might, um, it might be, level similar to that of pain or discomfort, but I promised you worst case scenario is you're not going to die or catch fire. Um, listeners out there, if you happen to die or catch fire, I will pay for all of your funeral expenses. And because I can guarantee you that you're not going to die or catch, it's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Um, so circling back to our worth and communication and toxicity and boundaries, um, we spend more time often at the office or with our work folks more than we do at home or with our families, many of us. And one, I'd like to also give you permission to not do that anymore. Yes. Um, there, there are lots of other ways. Um, I'll just share real brief because um, at the end of this recording, I will have had my best month in my coaching business and it far exceeds, I remember I remember when I, and Leanne was right next to me as I was like trying to figure this stuff out because I was part of her coaching program, but I like, I just not possible. There's no way I'm going to be able to make the kind of money that I make in this corporate salary job. And she was like, you're right. You're going to make more. I, I remember being like, bitch, what? Like, and, and like the, uh, half of me believing her and half of me being like, I got to see it to believe it. And here I sit and I've had my best month and, and I'm just in awe because I would have stayed stuck had I not started to set those boundaries in self-love. And I didn't come out of, let me be clear about this too. I did not come out of a toxic work environment. The work environment that I left to start my private practice and coaching business was beautiful, beautiful, yeah. loving, um, supportive. Yeah, the same one that I love too. I love them so much. <laughs> right. And, and, and I still needed to go and it's still better on this side. Um, so I if you're to point something out too, yeah, yeah. that you had your best month and you took a vacation. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and we're traveling again next month. And we're like planning ahead. And what I have learned is that when I, now we're, we're kind of getting into a little bit of, uh, law of attraction manifestation, but we'll we'll do something on that. Well, yeah, we'll do an episode. Did Did we? (laughs) 
Well, if we haven't recorded something, it's not aired. I'm almost certain about that. If but if it's not, if it's if it's waiting to be aired, you'll hear something about this more. And we should talk about it more because, frankly, it's huge. We really do. It's a big. Because the more joy we have in our lives, the more abundance comes. I mean, like that is tried and true over and over and over. <laughs> over and over and over. It literally is two plus two equals four. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And and there will be people out there who will argue till the ends of the earth against that. And to you, I say goodbye <laughs> because, <laughs> because you're going to harsh my vibe and my, my, my energy and my vibration is so important. Yeah. And so, um, I'm just not going to stay stuck in that place. But like when I was in fear, mm-hmm. my weeks reflected that my, yes. my, my schedule reflected that when I was able to practice and really get into meditation and releasing those fears and being in gratitude and enjoy the weeks that I had the fewest days to fit clients in had the most packed in because there were, it, it was flowing to me yeah. like flood work, like flowing. Yeah. So yeah, we've hit on a lot of really good stuff today. We have. have. I do want to, I want to end on something that I actually wrote and posted about boundaries and just like the saying no and saying yes. And, um, and this is something that I want you all to think about. Mm. And I want you to also think about, um, how the universe does catch us, Mm. right? It does show us that we can trust it. It does show us that we co-create that, um, yeah, we, we totally create our reality. And, and that really is a tall order because we are asking you to move from a victim stance to an empowered stance, which means Mm -hmm. we take on a a lot of responsibility. Um, so, so pay attention. What Leanne's about to share is important. (laughs) Pay attention. Yeah. So, so this was something that I wrote. It says, I say yes to me. That's just the title. So it's when I tell you no, what I'm really saying is yes to me. When I say no to stopping the cycle of fighting with you to prove my love, I am saying yes to me and what I want in a relationship. When I say no to events that drain my energy, I am saying yes to protecting my light and my energy. When I say no to working late or extra overtime for the benefit of the company because they are short-staffed, I am saying yes to me, my family, my worth, and my time. When I say no to not making the same financially as a man, because we make less. Um, (laughs) That wasn't in there. When I say no to not making the same financially as a man, I am saying yes to knowing my worth. When I say no to bending my values for the outcome you want, I am saying yes to standing in my truth and my values. When I say no to living small so you can feel comfortable around me, I am saying yes to living my fullest authentic self. When I say no to being quiet, I am saying yes to speaking my truth and being the outspoken person I am meant to be. When I say no to giving up on my dreams, I am saying yes to living in full alignment with my highest vision and purpose. When I say no to your sexual advances, I am saying yes to me and my wants at that time. Mm. When I say no to hiding in fear, I am saying yes to my dreams and my strength. When I say no to living with within the confines of what society and my family tell me what is and is not possible, I am saying yes to believing in myself and releasing limiting beliefs. When I say no to repeating hurtful generational patterns, I say yes to creating a new story and empowering life. I am raising the standards to where they are meant to be. Some call this having boundaries. Some call it going rogue. Some call it being a bitch. Some call it too much. Some call it ignorance. Some call it unattainable. I call this knowing my worth and finally taking a stand for me. Oh, so, for all of mic you drop. amazing women out there, know your truth, know your value, stand in it. And we are here to support you. Katie and I are here to cheer you on, mm. to give you any kind of guidance you might need. And to really help you raise that standard, we're not raising the bar, we're raising the standards where it's meant to be, Um, you know, so, so let us help you with that. Let us, let us raise you. Let us, yeah, just celebrate you. So again, we are so honored that you have spent this time with us and we cannot wait to see, you know, hypothetically, right? Like, what is that? Like, I can't see you, but like. hear you see you we know we know you're there (laughs) we know you're there (laughs) 
next time. Um, and again, don't forget, leave comments. Like, um, how are you taking a stand for yourself? Just leave it in the comments. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know if you need the guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we are here for you. So we are so honored and just filled with gratitude that you have been with us. And we are sending so much light and love from Leanne Jameson and Katie Myers. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always an honor and privilege to be on this journey with you. Stay curious, connected, compassionate, and courageous. If you're looking for different ways to connect with the work that we both do, please check out our sites easyliving.space, that's E-Z, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, dot space, or release with Katie. Release like letting go with Katie, K-A-T-I-E dot com for more information. As always, love and light from us to you.